On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have an awesome guest, David Asternow, who has got, shoot, seven two-comma club awards, built multiple eight-figure businesses, and has generated well over $250 million in revenue for his companies and clients. We dive into an ad that absolutely killed it, had, shoot, a 250x return on ad spend, an ad that just did not do well with David being featured in it, of course, and kind of how David sees his business when it comes to company culture, company morale, and this, you know, an awesome way to kind of really, you know, feed off your team's energy and, you know, having more collaboration versus competition. Make sure to tune in. This one's juicy. You're not going to want to miss it. One of the things that, I mean, as I said, I've built multiple eight-figure businesses, right? We've got clients who've done multiple eight figures. Um, you know, I, I joked earlier about the gray hair, you know, whether it's gray hair or wisdom, you know, when someone comes to us and they say, hey, I really want to grow my business. And I say, how much do you want me involved? Or how much do you want us involved? And they said, well, what are the options? I said, we can run your traffic. We can run your funnels. We can look at things just on a return on ad spend. You're listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson, and I'm with the one and only Dylan Carpenter. You excited about today's guest, Dylan? Yeah, man, I am pumped. This is going to be a juicy one, y'all. <laughs> yeah, man, this guy's been around for a while. He's the founder of Business Nitrogen. He's really the highest award-winning ClickFunnels certified consultant and has not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven, <laughs> two comma club awards uh, that have exceeded seven figures in revenue plus an eight figure award. Guy's done, gosh, maybe a quarter billion in uh, sales across all his clients and um, was formerly one of the top business coaches with the late Chet Holmes and uh, current Tony Robbins. So I'm excited to have David on. I think over the last he said 12, 24 months, they've managed over 24 million in uh, media and ad spend for their clients. But this guy, David, is also a full stack marketing, sales, and finance uh, machine. He really goes in and works with his clients uh, across their entire business. And I... I would say of, of the thousands of, of agencies uh, that we work with, Funnel Dash, David and his relationship with his clients, I think is just like so much deeper, so much more intimate than than most people at the service that are either just managing media or just optimizing funnels. Uh, so I'm excited to get into it. What do you think, David? You ready to rock and roll? You ready to rock and roll? <laughs> Good, man. Well, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you on. Thanks for having me, guys. I uh I want to hear what's the latest, all right? Because you've been around, you you've got a ton of cred, but like, what's happening in your world right now that you're excited about? 
Dude, you, you, I'm excited about a lot of things. So you, you're asking the wrong person. I'm, I've got shiny object syndrome, so I get <laughs> a new thing every day. Uh, so, he, he, you know, one of the interesting things that, you know, when when this whole COVID thing hit, um, it was really a really good time to sit back and reflect and say, what do we do really well? And how can we serve people in on a higher level than we are right now? And so we've actually gone deeper with our clients. We're bringing on more clients where we're basically their virtual chief revenue officer, their chief marketing team. Now, mm-hmm. when we do that, we're, yes, are we running traffic? Yes, I have my team that you've heard me talk about that I think they're absolutely amazing. They're very gifted on, on running traffic. So we run their traffic. We do their marketing funnels. But where we do something a little bit different is we help them combine their online lead gathering to their online sales and their offline sales. I'll give you an example. I have one client that came to us in February and was traveling around the world, building their software company, just speaking and whatnot. And they knew that they're going to have to change their model. I said, what's your year end goal? And they said, I want to hit a million by December 31st. I said, okay, we can do that. They said, are you sure you can do that? And I said, <laughs> I highly believe that we could do this. Now, in less than 90 days, they got their two comma club award and we're now doing about 150, well, maybe $200,000. Well, last month, this month, we may do 300,000. Okay. So why? Because we're not just doing their sales. I help are doing their online traffic. We're getting involved in all aspects of their business. He yeah. is business mentor because not because I have gray hair, because, <laughs> because what we what we actually do is, you know, let's look at the strategies of your team. How are you going to make your business scalable? You know, right now you you've been able to get to a certain level with everything coming through you. How do you put the systems and processes and the right team members in place so you can be the visionary entrepreneur and help really scale this to that eight figures and beyond on an annual basis? And so that's just one example. I have a lot of examples of clients like that. So what am I excited about? I, I love serving our clients and, and hearing the success stories. Just this week alone, I have two, three clients who wrote letters to us saying how happy they are with our team and how our team's serving them at all different levels. And I've got, you know, for my CMOs working with them on their funnels, my ad team's working with them on the ads. Uh, my VP of sales is working with them to create their sales process internally. So when we, yeah. when we do it, we're doing things differently. That's plus awesome. I, man. Plus I have a dozen companies that I own that my agency does work for, which I'm excited about those too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, I feel like any of the agencies listening, they, I feel like they all aspire to have a model like yours, David, where you get some equity participation, you get revenue share participation, you do the retainer model right. And, uh, you know, you, you really don't mess with the clients that aren't willing to give you enough retainer that's going to allow you to properly invest into the marketing campaigns and the funnels that ultimately they need to succeed. I feel like a lot of, you know, folks, really flip you know in the agency space they really flip it right it's like yeah i've got some clients you know that are like three to five k a month and then i've got like one or two that pay me like 10 you know 20k and they're always just striving for those right but with you you're just like hey man like this is what we need to really do well for you and if you can't do that then we're not gonna do well and it's not a fit right and it's just so black and white for you in terms of a starter so 
I, uh, I think the, the, the newer agencies listening to the show have a lot to learn from you. But that being said, you also, on the other side, have a broad reach in terms of what's working right now on media and campaigns and funnels. So I want to hear about this rich ad campaign. You ready to dive into it, Dylan? Yeah, man. I got to pull up on my end. So it's 237 ROAS. It's pretty pretty good, pretty aggressive. <laughs> I'm looking at the ones that they gave you. I've, I've got a got okay. They gave you. I've I've got a 237. I've got a 47. I didn't know which ones they gave you. Yeah, and, you had so many. You had so many. You're you're trying to you keep track of what the winning rich ad here is that we're talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, cool. Yeah. So I mean, just beautiful blue color here. That is just. The star kiss, star kiss red and blue. Uh, yeah, read that out, Dylan. Let, let, break it down for us. Sweet. So we got, I mean, row ass 237. I mean, so it looks like he spends around 200 bucks here. So definitely a smaller spin, but when it comes to that actual return, 20 to 30K, super juicy. Key part here, this was sent to a very warm audience. So being retargeting makes sense there. Now, what made you kind of have this type of ad for retargeting, David? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of more long copy. Got some solid links up in here. So what made this ad work so well kind of to these warmer audiences? Because I'm sure you had a, a nice cold ad that kind of you know, warmed them up nicely to get prepped for this bad boy. Well, if you look at it, you know, it's not just the ads. And that's one of the big things that I think that uh, we have to explain to clients that like, you, we just need the ad to work. We need the ad to go to a landing page and people just buy. <laughs> and so when we're talking about someone who's really warm, we may have a nurture sequence for 12 to 14 before we're, we're just adding value, adding value, adding value. Uh, someone may have bought something earlier and not upgraded. And instead of letting them fall off, we're nurturing them and adding value, 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 value. So, you know, I want everyone... I. Even on, I would, I'd rather someone do four weeks of value before they actually offer anything. So this one happens to be a client that their initial offer, their, their smallest initial offer is about $1,000. Their mm -hmm. high-end ticket is $10,000. So when you look at why, why did it work? You know, one of the, I don't know why everything works. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know why everything works. One of the things we had when before we went live here is we do a lot of message testing, right? So one of the things that we do up front before we launch something like this, this campaign out, is we will just take um, a, a piece of, uh, we'll create messages on something that looks like a tissue or a napkin or toilet paper. Seriously, that plain mm -hmm. and simple. And we'll find out what messages work. And then we'll take those exact messages and we'll put them with an image. And then we do a lot of long form copy. We, I, I see long form copy working very well, especially if you put it with the right emojis, the right images. Mm -hmm. And all this is is a smiley lady with a $295 um, something there. Gift card, yeah. It's like a gift card. So mm -hmm. it's the curiosity that there's not a lot of words, but you see in gold there, $295 gift card. So it creates that curiosity when someone says, use this private link and go there. 
So if you've already gotten this program, you're gonna love this program. I'm gonna give you $295 to invest in another program with us. So it's basically, we appreciate you, we're giving back to you. And I think that that's why it worked. And I say think, because just like anything, I believe that we don't know. We have to test a lot of headlines, we have to test a lot of images in order to find out what works. Mm. I mean, that sense of scarcity is right there. I mean, shoot, only available at the end of the month, don't delay or end of the day. Shoot, man, I'd be ready to convert, you know? (laughs) You would be ready to convert if you were, if you, if, if this client, if you were following this person and they, you love them and they gave you a $295 gift card to invest, yeah, you probably would use it because it's only available for the next 10 days, the next 30 days. We use a lot of deadline funnel. Um, so that way when someone opts in and it has a countdown timer, it will follow them through the emails. It will follow them to the next funnel. And you know how so many people try to just refresh and take that link and put it in the new browser? Well, if you use a system like deadline funnel, you can't do that. Yeah. Now, I do have a question for you. When it comes <laughs> to the emojis, is this something y'all do across the board for all the clients or it's something you kind of test include when, with the messaging testing or y'all just kind of emoji people in the ads more or less? I'm, I'm not an emoji person, so it must be whichever copywriter of mine is writing it. <laughs> so um, to answer your question, we would we test the different ads with emojis and without. And a lot of times we may not like emojis. I mean, think about this as a guy. We were like, huh? But guess what? It points right here. If you think about it, that ad right here, it has that like the finger pointing to it twice in a row. <laughs> Use this link. So why do you use, if you use emojis selectively to say, I want to point out this one thing, I want someone's eyes to go here. Remember this, you know, I've, I've been the Facebook office multiple times and one of the things, and Instagram, and one of the things they talk about is people are scrolling through, you know, 300 plus feet per day on a daily basis. Mm, you have wow. to have something that's going to be thumb stopping. That's it. That's all they talk about is thumb stopping mm-hmm. content. And if we think about a long form message, hey, jumpstart friends, you know, and then we scroll down, it's not open to the public. So guess what? You're seeing this ad, you're being remarketed because it's something private just for you because you're an insider and there's a limited time. I want to give you $295. You want it? Yes. Great. Click here. Go check it out. Mm. That's quite and a um... Here's the thing. We, we then know who clicked on that because they're an insider, because they're being tracked, we know that they went to the page. And if they don't buy, we have a whole separate sequence then to follow up with them to create that sense of urgency down to when it closes. Mm. I love it. By the way, this client last year in December, they said, we need to do something. We want to do something very special to close out the year. And so we launched out in mid-December a campaign that, that actually did over eight figures. It was their best campaign by two and a half times that they ever did. And it mm. was combining marketing funnels with the ads, with the email marketing together. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card. The only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out AdCard. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin, 
at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. All right, David, I, I, I want to roast the shitty ad. Let's, let's dive into a poor ad. <laughs> Let's totally do that one. Yeah, that, that's it's catchy. It's thumb stopping. Yeah, with that I like the video too. I like the video of where the client won the books. <laughs> I want to hear about. Uh, I want to hear about this Batman one. I'm not looking at that one. I'm. I want to know how bad did that fail? It felt it. How bad did that fail? It failed so bad. <laughs> if I was a comedian, I'd have a punchline for it. <laughs> listen here's the interesting thing um we came up with a, an idea spur of the moment and we joke around a lot like uh, everyone in my company is a superhero character and, and in my ted talk i actually went through you know who some of the superheroes are in our company and i uh, i joke that i'm batman i'm not i don't joke i mean i'm batman yeah. <laughs> and, and uh so i did a uh I, I did a launch last year for something I called Funnel Secrets, and I did some things where I was like a cartoon character, a cartoon character version of me as Batman, and it didn't. Uh, let's just say it didn't go very well. It didn't go <laughs> well, well. Let's not just say that. Let's say more. <laughs> let's say more. Say I invested over ten thousand dollars and got nothing from it. <laughs> Ooh, how's that i love it <laughs> that's saying something <laughs> yeah but here's the thing and i i look at it this way you know we were talking about this earlier to me it was like one of by, by the way what did i learn from it change your approach so i know for a client i wouldn't have done that with a client i'm much more careful with their money but with mine I'll put it all on red and throw the dice and say, <laughs> you, you're a degenerate gambler. <laughs> <laughs> um, with my own, well, with clients money, like we were talking earlier, I'll start at a hundred dollars a day. Here's the thing. If it didn't work, it didn't work. Let's change the approach. And actually I did change the approach and in less than two weeks had over 700 people sign up with a whole different set of ads. I, you know, what really worked me hand holding my, my, phone while I was walking and talking me having my video um actually this was interesting my video uh I have a, a tripod you know window mount tripod in my car while I was driving just talking I wasn't looking at the camera I was just talking I got death threats I hope you die you're sitting there doing videos while you're driving oh god I got and then I had people defending me so that we got over 700 people signed up in less than a couple of weeks changing the approach changing the offer and mm. it worked but batman sucked 
sucked. You it would it would have made you so cool though. Uh, <laughs> no, here's the funny thing. All my friends said, "Oh my gosh, I love your advertising. It's so cool. You must be crushing it." I'm like, "No, we're not." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Scale it up. Scale it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So I want to dive into this next segment. David, you're one of the few folks that I know that even mentions the word reviewing PL <laughs> when it comes to their client relationship. Okay. So you're the first guest on the show that is actually having that conversation. And first, I want to know like, how does that even work? Do you, do you wait for your clients to like send you a PL? Do they just like copy you on all those? Like, how do you have that level of trust to where? You sign on a client, you're like, yes, I need all your financial statements. Uh, like, walk us walk us through that. Because on the show, we're really trying to bridge the, bridge the gap here between marketing and finance. And there's a ton of, you know, marketers that are doing their marketer math, and they're rounding up to the nearest million. And, <laughs> you know, when you're looking at a P&L, like, that's, that's the source of truth. So how, how, do, you, how do you get that level of detail uh, from your clients? Well, that's part of the front end process and who we're attracting as a client. So when someone's coming to us, they're most, most of the time, they're not looking at us just to run ads for them. So if someone's just looking at us to run ads, I'm probably, I'm probably not even involved myself. My team's involved. I've got 21 people on my team. I may never even be on a phone call with them. However, most of the people who come to us say, I'm looking to grow my business. I've looked around and one of the things that, I mean, as I said, I've built multiple eight figure businesses, right? We've got clients who've done multiple eight figures. Um, you know, I, I joked earlier about the gray hair, you know, whether it's gray hair or wisdom, you know, when someone comes to us and they say, Hey, I really want to grow my business. And I say, how much do you want me involved? Or how much do you want us involved? And they said, well, what are the options? I said, we can run your traffic, we can run your funnels, we can look at things just on a return on ad spend, or we can act as your virtual chief revenue officers or your virtual CMO. We have a, we call it virtual CMO or CRO package. And with that, I'm getting together with the CEO, just, you know, man to man, woman to man. Mano y mano. How do I say the woman to do? Yeah. Um, and what we're doing is we're looking at, you know, everything that's involved. I have a client that we grew to, you know, they wanted to go direct, they had an offer and everyone was telling them, you can't go direct to sell. And it was a home exercise product. And uh, we scaled that, you know, we were able to increase the car conversions, go from like 7% to over 25% car conversions, uh, be able to scale the ads. And uh, we're still not making money. And I'm like, how can you not be making money at three to four times return on ad spend? Like, well, let's look at your books. Are you willing to sit down with your books? And then that's all of a sudden we said, where the waste is happening, where the manufacturing processes can be improved. If you think about it, when someone goes to talk to a shark on Shark Tank and, and they ask, well, what's your cost for the product? Well, I can help you get it manufactured at X price. I can help with your efficiencies there. So mm -hmm. when a client is coming to us on something like that, it's because we have the ability to look at their business on a 360 degree mm -hmm. point 
and look at all angles. Let's find some blind spots. Let's look at some opportunities for improvement. Let's look at some budget reallocation. I'll give you an example. I have a client that's over $60 million a year business. Yeah. Um, they are a brick and mortar uh, with uh, over 80 locations. And one of the things that we did before uh, we got them, we worked on a relationship for over a year. Yeah. And then wow. we signed in February. And we started doing a test and we were able to get a conversion lift of about 30% on a funnel that we launched. And then COVID hit and they had to shut down their locations. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that happened during that time frame was we sat down and he, he, I had a conversation with this, the founder and CEO and he said, I'm so sorry. And I said, why are you apologizing to me? You don't have any control over this. Mm-hmm. And he said, we'll just pick it back up when it's over. I said, no, we're not. I said, we have a standing call on Mondays. I'll see you next Monday. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I can't pay you. And I said, I understand that. I'll see you next Monday. He says, I just need some time to clear. I said, okay, you've got one week off. I'll see you in two Mondays. And he said, really? And so for the next two months, we met every Monday. And then all of a sudden I said, let me ask you this question. If you could wave a magic wand and make your business all over again, better what would your business look like and Mm. he talked to me about the culture that he wanted to bring back because it got lost over time he talked to me about the efficiency and communication within the team and the operations he talked to me about what he would want the marketing team to operate like and how it would communicate with the operations and so i said great let's craft that company he said, what do you mean? I said, let's craft that company. And we sat down and we re-engineered his entire business. Um, then he brought in another executive in his company. And then he brought in mm. DFO. And then we created a 60-day launch plan before opening. Okay. And Matt, I ended up meeting with him every day. I didn't have time of day. So I said, will you meet me? At, I have to meet you at 6 a.m. Can we meet? I'll meet you at 6 a.m. every day. So for three weeks straight, I met them at 6 a.m. every day, re-engineering their entire business so we could open up with a launch. And then he had me present this to his board of directors. Wow. He had me present it, okay? So when you talk about trust, I think that if someone's having you present a plan to their board of directors, you build that kind of relationship. So why? There's something that my, my grandfather told me this when I first got involved in cor- I was in corporate America before I became an entrepreneur. My grandfather told me this. If you want to be really successful, treat everyone that you work for as if it's your business. Mm-hmm. But if you want to know, Dylan and Zach, why I think that people do that is I when I'm spending their money, I'm actually treating it better than I do my own money, as I as you heard. Because I'll- it's very obvious. Yes, yeah. it's very obvious, Batman. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll treat their money as if, I should be treating my own. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice anecdote. Yeah. As if I should. <laughs> I'm being honest, right? That's so good. And uh, and so that went really well. They're like, fantastic. And what's happened is we've implemented that plan now. And my t- actually what they decided to do is slim down and who they were going to bring back off furlough on their team. And their team is actually working with my team cohesively as if it's one team because it is one team. And so, you know, why? Because when we have just think, if you bring someone in as a true partner and you're working together to accomplish goals, 
You can accomplish yeah. great things if everyone's focused, if everyone's rowing in the same direction. My son used to row mm -hmm. through. If one person is not rowing, that boat is not going to <laughs> yeah, yeah, We all yeah. have to row in the exact same direction. And working cohesively where we're looking at their financials, where we're looking at where there's opportunities improvement, when we're looking at blind spots, we can achieve that. Yeah, I love that level of detail, man, and that level of care. It's true, true white glove right there, man. Con congrats. I, uh, you know, I want to give you a little shout out here, David, because you're talking about your team for a second. You know, being in the agency business, it, it requires great salesmanship, great care for your clients, but it is ultimately a fun, it is the you're in the people business and you are arbitraging talent like it's crazy, and you. Uh, have a great eye for talent and and you're a great arbitrager of talent you know there's you know there's some people that don't have as much leverage um on the talent that that they have on their team and i feel like your strategy and the systems you know that you put in place as well as you know the people that you have on is it's it's obvious, you know, even from the outside that you're the way that you run your client business, your agency, your consultancy, it's obvious from the outside looking in that it's much and far more profitable than the, the industry average, you know, the industry average for, you know, ad agencies is a 10% profit margin, like maybe 15%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just saying like, that's the average, you know, for, for an agency is doing either seven or eight figures a year uh, because they uh, you know, they don't put as much time and energy into sourcing, you know, that talent. So I, I could go into it and, and, and you know, you a one, ton more. I can tell you one secret. Would you like it? Yeah. yeah. I, I love, I love secrets. Okay. I'm, I'm a, yes. I'm so a sucker. We, we have, there's two things. One is every Monday, everyone in the company comes on a call at 10 AM and we have a, a company culture meeting. We go through our core values. I go through them and ask everyone, what is our, what are our core values? You know, and I popcorn, what does P stand for? What does R stand for? What does E stand for? What does it mean to you and your day-to-day -day work? And then I teach something. So it could be five minutes. It could be 30 minutes. And I'll go through and I'll teach a concept that I want them to focus in on and think about that week. Okay. How are we going to collaborate? Because it's all about collaboration. It's not competition. We're there working together. And then we have something, and I learned it from a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Tuff. He's wrote a book called The Millennial Whisper. Now I don't have all millennials, but we he, in one of there he run he talked to, he has an agency. It's one of the largest agent oldest agencies in the Southeast United States. He's uh, an executive there, and he runs these things called Snaps. And what we do is we give snaps. And we read out the testimonials of the letters that clients say, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much, Alan. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, you know, Pedro. Thank you so much, Bob. I mean, Anna, et cetera. And then we go through and say, who on our team created these amazing results and what are they? So we share that. That's beautiful. Yeah, we share that. And then what we do at the end of the quarter, the people who have the most snaps get a bonus. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's motivating. I think you're also a great identifier of talent too. Like it's not, you know, it's not just like curating it and cultivating your, your culture, but you also, 
you know, you know, your numbers, you know what your client value is and you are like, I don't, I would almost like, it's, you're almost like a sniper of like, uh, arbitrage talent. Like you find like, just, just great people that do, you know, good work. And, um, I, I, tra- that, I think that's important. I mean, it's, I think it it's is the, the number, business. The it is the entire, it's, I, I don't have knock on wood. I don't yeah. have a lot of turnover. And one of the things that I look for in in people that are looking for a long-term opportunity, they're looking for their work family. And I learned this from my grandfather. He had people, I used to say, well, this person's lazy. I think that they're lazy. And this was me as a six, seven-year-old kid telling my grandfather and his business. And he said, I understand that you could feel that way, but I can trust this person. They're loyal. I can trust them with my money. I can trust them with my patience. And, you know, so I balance everything. I want a, a, a level talent that mm. cares and that will go to the end of the earth for our clients. Mm. There you have it, man. Thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest. Tell everybody a little bit about uh, what you got going on right now and how they can get in touch. Uh, well, if you want to check us out, you can go to businessnitrogen.com, businessnitrogen.com. Um, you know, we are, as you heard today, uh, a full service agency. So we do uh, everything that we do has marketing funnels involved. So we look at the traffic to the funnels, to the conversion rate optimization, to the email marketing, to build that relationship, to heck, just building your business. Um, we've got some, some new things that we're, we're launching out right now. Uh, for some smaller companies, I'm not involved. It's a project my team created. I've got uh, a, a friend of mine who actually had an agency, had a multi seven figure agency, closed it, and merged this project in, and she's our lead on that. We're calling it Leads on Demand. It's just uh, for someone who may have a budget of $2,500 a month, someone that we normally wouldn't have been able to bring on. We're now uh, we're we're now doing that. We've got a, a whole. Uh, crew of people that are focused just on that uh, and the inexpensive lead generation funnel for, because pe- before, you know, most of our clients are, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, $40,000 a month type right. clients that we're working with. Now mm-hmm. for the smaller companies that want to be able to get involved, we created that new product, but yeah, nice. a lot of fun things. I love it. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funnel-dash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ed book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoored.com. To leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.